Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. ESPN's Jeff Passan reporting that baseball players have come back with a proposal that might be a start towards an agreement. It would be a 114-game regular season that they would want. They would want deferred money on their salaries if there is no postseason played this year. Not at the moment willing to give up the money that would be lost by baseball with the 40% pay cuts. Danny Mack, you've seen the proposal. What do you think? Well, if you look at it from an owner's perspective, the key in this whole thing is making sure that you get to the postseason. So if there's a second wave of the coronavirus, you can understand why owners would want to be protected because it's something like $1.3 billion to $1.4, I believe, is the national TV contract. And a good portion of that, probably 65 to 70% of that money is on the postseason. And you could also understand why players want to play more games. They're saying, well, the more games we play, the more money we make. I could see an owner saying, well, that's all well and good. And, yeah, we'd love to see baseball, but there's no fannies in the seats. So what's the point of playing more games if we don't have more people in there? So having a viable regular season to set up a viable postseason is where we're getting to. I, I'm still going to remain positive until, me, until they tell me this thing is canceled because I just cannot believe – that uh, they wouldn't get something done with everything else that's going on. I mean, you could have, and I, I talk about it all the time, you could have the M- NBA, NHL, golf, MLS, NASCAR, um, cornhole, you, you name it. Whatever sport you play is going to be back before baseball next spring. So that's 17 or 18 months going dark. You're out of the American conscience of, of watching sports, mm-hmm. you know, out of sight, out of mind. So they got to get it done, even though people are going to take a financial hit for the betterment of the sport. I think you have to get it done. When you hear reports from different insiders and experts that say there's a, a group of owners that feel perfectly comfortable having baseball not have a season yeah. in 2020, what's your reaction to that? I, I don't buy it. I, I don't buy all of it. Now, it's easy to say that because if you just look at the spreadsheet and you say, well, okay, we don't have to pay this out and uh, we'll just go get them next year. Well, who's going to be there next year? I, I worry about sponsors. I worry about fans coming back. I worry about your TV ratings going way down if you don't come back. So in my mind, and again, I don't have to pay these salaries, so it's easier for me to say this, but just from the outside looking in, it's short-sighted because it's not the long-term view of what the game looks like in 2021, 2022, and beyond. Now, are there going to be financial hits in free agency? Absolutely. Do I still think Mookie Betts, instead of getting $300 million, is going to get $200 million? Yes, I do. There's going to be an owner that does that. But it's short-sighted. You know, it's not about the now, in my opinion. It's about the full look at where the sport is. And I'll tell you what, Michelle, if if that happens, that an owner says, hey, we're not going to play this year because we're going to you know lose too much money, I, I cringe to think of what the sport looks like if you do come back. And the players may say, some of them may say, you know what, 
Now, I think it would be very tough for them to do because they're going to miss ch- you know, potentially all those checks this year and that money, but who's to say that they wouldn't strike going into next season with a work stoppage planned potentially the year after mm-hmm. next? So you know, those are all factors that go into this negotiation too. One of the things about the schedule, if they would start, as the players are proposing, on June 30th, you have 96 days between June 30th and October 4th. (laughs) Well, you could easily get to 105 games, I think, Mm -hmm. if you would play a doubleheader every weekend. I I would think doubleheaders are... There, there might be times you play two. I, I think the players would be fine with it, just saying, we'll play a couple doubleheaders uh, every week. If, if, if that means we're going to get to 114 or 115 or 120 games, whatever the case may be, I mean, they want to play as many games as they yeah. can, Randy. I mean, they, they, they want the money. Right. But you, it, if you meet in the middle, because the owners I understand what was, you're saying. Yes. was 82. And that's why you go yeah. that far, yeah. it, it, so to you, your point. You, you're right. trying to get to 100. I think that's probably the magic number. I, I would think so. But going back to the original point and your question about the owners, I bet there's some owners are saying, look, we'll do this, but we're coming back at 82 and that's going to be it. You know? Well, because we, we, we're not going to make any money with people not in the seats. The first thing I said this morning was, I... I think baseball has a larger ego than they should. They aren't America's pastime anymore, and they have to come to grips with that. And you brought up sponsors. If if you're a sponsor... I'm really concerned about that. Yeah, because that's 10% of the the $10 billion that they have. That's a billion dollars. And if you lose half of those because you don't play a season, because you lost money, and then if you're going to sign a long-term deal with MLB... And like you said, you have a CBA that's up after the 2021 season. Why on God's green earth, why would you sign that deal when you can go to MLS and spend your money there or go to the NFL or go to the NBA or go to the NHL? The the franchises and the sports that are playing all the time and you know they're going to be there. Well, and that's the key. You know they're going to be there. So that's the short-sighted part of this. If you don't play this year and set it up, because I do think, you know, emotions and nerves right now are so raw with this and the distrust factor between the two is clearly very, very high as opposed to what we've seen with the other sports that if you don't play, why would you as a company invest in that sport if you know the level of participation from the fan isn't there? That's something you have to think about. That's why it's short-sighted if you don't play this year. Yeah, you're going to everybody in the world right now is taking a financial haircut. Everybody. Mm-hmm. But for the viability of your sport, think long term and the economy is not going to be the same when we come back. We understand that. Some of it will, some of it not, but it's going in the right direction. And I still go back to if you're baseball and you you roll it out on June 30th or July 4th, a lot of what we're talking about by the common fan out there is forgotten. You mm-hmm. don't worry about, okay, they fought. Yep, fighting happens and negotiate, but they got it done. Right, mm-hmm. they played. Right. They played. I'm in. I'm, I'm with them. But if you don't, that's a real problem. There's a lot of fans out there that are turned off by what they're reading sure right they now because of the money aspect of all of this. And when you look at the other leagues, a lot of this was done co- cohesively. It was a collaborative effort. You don't hear anything about money. What do you think it is about baseball that seemingly can't get out of their own way? Distrust between the two sides. Um, I also think that it you're comparing apples and oranges a little bit with the NBA, the NHL, and MLB. And I think that point has not been driven home enough, where they got about 85 to 88% of their season in. Mm-hmm. NHL was able to take their final check and put it in escrow. And these guys made their money for the most part. Where you look at Major League Baseball, you know, they haven't gotten off the 
you know, off the starters block here. So we're still trying to figure out a regular season, then worry about a postseason. So it comparing the two, not to say that it's fair. Um, it, it, it's just they are different. But I think the other thing, too, Michelle, to the greater point, is that here's Gary Bettman and Donald Fear, who are villains in, in past lives of what they did. I mean, Donald Fear was the head of the Players Association for Major League Baseball. And, I mean, Randy, we saw it. You and I were talking about it all mm-hmm. the time. I mean, he was kind of a villain. He was the worst. He yeah, was he, tough. He had a very <laughs> he punchable was... face. Like He, he, he had a more punchable face than Cutler. So really? He, he, yeah. was, he was tough. Gary Bettman, for God's sakes, saw an entire season and no Stanley Cup awarded. That's a full season. Mm-hmm. That it, it took years to get people back, in my opinion, with that sport and get the general fan back in. Um, and so to the greater point of what we're talking about, Adam Silver is talking to Chris Paul. He's talking to LeBron. Uh, the players had a cohesive relationship in trying to figure this thing out for postseason play. Now, again, a lot of stake, a lot's at stake with the money. I get it. That's the driving force behind it. But they figured out we need each other. Um, I'm not sure there's a player, and I'm going to talk about this in the sport right now, a baseball that stands up and says, we're doing this, like LeBron. LeBron mm-hmm. is saying we're getting mm-hmm. – he's, he's calling his guys in from the Lakers and all over the league and saying, let's go. We need to play. Um, I'm not sure there's that force there, and I'm not sure that there's the trust factor to where players can get with owners or Rob Manfred and make this thing happen. I don't know. It just makes me nervous because the three of us in here, we love baseball as a sport. We live in a a And our city. And our city. We understand what baseball means to so many people. And I would just like to see the parties involved. You'd think prior to all of this, they would look at at the environment that we're existing in in this country and they would say, hey, maybe let's let's make these negotiations more private. Let's let's not release all of the gross and and gory details about finances to the world. But they haven't taken that approach on both sides. I'll give you a great example, PR. And, and a lot of this is the PR battle. I think you guys both agree. There's been leaks on both sides and, and how this thing's going. But even how the minor league situation was handled in the last week, PR-wise, in my opinion, was not handled properly because there were going to be guys at the end of spring training that you never would have heard about that were going to be cut anyway. They weren't good mm-hmm. enough to play with their respective teams. At mm-hmm. least that team felt, okay, you're no good anymore or not of use to us or however you want to put it, but your services are no longer wanted. Um, that was going to happen. And when you get around to the draft, there are more and more players that are released or cut because you need to make spots for the new guys coming in that you draft. But yet it looked like completely just a money what from the top, right? You just cut all these guys and we're going to save a million bucks by not paying them. Yeah, you are saving some money, but that's not necessarily the full extent of the story, which needed to be explained that these guys were going to get released anyway. There was a Mm -hmm. lot of guys that were going to get released in baseball. That's just the nature of the beast. But the average fan, when they picked up their newspaper or went on the internet, they saw, well, some uh, billionaire cut guys and he didn't want to pay him a million bucks. That's Mm -hmm. what you saw. It was going to happen, not not to the full extent that we've seen, but to an extent. And those guys were going to be replaced. That's the yeah, other that's thing. That's my point, is, yeah. is that that was going to happen anyway. These were lower-end minor leaguers, some of them, that were not going to see their dream continue. It's got to be the hardest part of, of a guy that runs a minor league system, bringing in a, a, a player that his dream is over and it's it's done with. But that's part of what baseball does. That's the feeder system, the minor leagues. There are guys that are going to get replaced, but yet... The narrative was that, well, we're just slashing money. And that, it while it's, some of it is true, not all of it is either. We are going to head towards Scoops with Danny Mac coming up next on 101 ESPN.
We're right back to the Character and Smallman podcast on 101 ESPN. So over the years in the fast lane, I've been criticized greatly by my former cohorts for uh, using a selfie stick. And there's a selfie stick here in the studio. I don't know who this belongs to. It's I not thought it was mine. yours. It is not mine. So. Don't you, dude, man, you get looked at me with disdain. <laughs> it is uh, not I'm, mine. I'm wondering if it's yours. No. Okay. It Dan, just... are you pro-selfie? No. No, <laughs> I, I'm not. I can't imagine you taking a selfie. I, I don't. It looks like a no. quality selfie stick. Well, it's outdated with that little gadget there. You'd have to get the true, you know, the uh, adapter for the new iPhone. But um, yeah, I, I'm not pro selfie. No, not That's at all. That's a long reach on that thing. Uh, the selfie sticks are great. I am pro doing videos, though. I like doing videos. Yeah. I'm I'm excited about doing videos. I really am. Do you put them up on the on the gram? Uh some I do. I'm I'm getting better at Instagram because it's it, the videos can only be sixty seconds mm-hmm. unless you go to IGTV. I mm-hmm. guess mm-hmm. is that right, Michelle? Yeah, and Dan, tell everyone how they can follow you on Instagram. Um, at Scoops with Danny Mac. Yeah, is that it? Scoops with yeah. Danny Mac. Okay, yeah. yeah. I didn't everyone follow Dan. Okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks for the plug. Got it. Uh, I'm more of a Twitter guy because I'm just used to Twitter and I've kind of learned how to navigate it. So mm-hmm. I still haven't figured out Facebook very well. Don't a couple worry people about it. have. T- yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> You're good. You're good. Um, tried to get a hold of me and they're like, "Why aren't you talking to me?" I I don't know because I don't know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not personal, dude. It's not personal. <laughs> I mean, I mess around on Twitter. I Twitter's dangerous though, man. Oh yeah. Dangerous. D- Facebook is a dark place. Is it? Is it? Well, dark? that's the one the Russians like, you know. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. So they try to control the minds of Americans. Tell you what, looking, I, I scroll through Twitter for kind of like my news feed. I I, I like to see. You know, I follow that's what base, it's great for baseball writers yep. and um, some of the national outlets for news. And it was uh, it was a tough weekend to be following news. That's for sure. No doubt about it. That was sad stuff. Brutal. I. Uh, I actually try to get away from that stuff. It's better to do it. Yeah, it, it's amazing how much better it is for your mental well-being. It's not better to be uninformed. Right. But for your mental well-being, I think it's good to get away from all of that stuff, whether it's the 24-hour news cycle and those channels or whether it is social media. Sometimes it's just great to get out on a bike and go for a ride. I watched, uh, let's see, the Lance Armstrong documentary. I found that, that fascinating. Um, I am trying, let's see, the, the Epstein oh. documentary is out. I don't know if I want to watch that. I that, watched it. That it doesn't is, seem to be very positive. It is. It's not going to put you in a good mood. It, it won't. No. But it's, you know, it's a story that needs to be told and people need to be aware of, sure. of things that are and happening. This is not Mike Epstein, the former A's second baseman. No. This is Jeffrey Epstein. That's correct. correct. Okay. You know what if I it watch? was Mike Epstein on those World Series teams, that'd be different altogether. Well, yeah. I mean, it'd be a celebration of yeah, baseball. It would. Of course. Um, I watch Life Below Zero from the National Geographic Channel. Do you watch that? Uh, no. no never what is when it? I decide to live a life of sustenance, um, I'm figuring out all kinds of ways to do that, and I'm getting closer than I ever thought. Um, so living off the land is, is really interesting to me. Are you yeah. a camper? I, no. <laughs> like My, if you well, were forced to live off farmer. the land, could you figure it out? Yeah, I could. Okay. That's impressive. Yeah, I could not. I could. Yeah. I'd be the first one dead. I mean, I, I don't think it'd be enjoyable. I think there'd be a, <laughs> some frostbite involved. Uh, trying to get a fire started would be very tough for me and without a, like a lighter or something, sure. I need a match. I mean, let's see. So light below zero. Yeah, I'm into that. Um, and my, my little guy likes to watch it too. So we, we, he actually slept with me last night. He fell asleep and I didn't feel like moving him. So I, <laughs> I just let him sleep in bed with me. But, um, that has been the weird thing for me, man, is having weekends off and being home. It's yeah. been weird. 
yet. It's been odd. Your and nights be, are available. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they're too available. <laughs> You'll be home for Father's Day this year. When is it? A couple weeks. <laughs> when is really? it? Really? 14th, <laughs> yeah. Same day as the uh, McGuire Sosa documentary. Are you looking forward to that? Yes, I am. What do you want to get out of it? I, I, I mean, I, I know what happened. Yeah, so but I, 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 mean, I, like, I just want to okay. hear now, looking back, and we're going to talk to to Big Mac about this, but I, I'm interested to see, because you were around Mark, I was around Mark a lot that year, and he, he I don't think he had a good time. I wonder, reflecting oh, I now. I totally agree with that, yeah. yeah I, I wonder if, we're, I just want to know how he feels about it now, reflecting back 22 years. Well, I, I do think he feels that he helped save baseball, mm-hmm. and uh, I would agree. You know, coming out of 1994 and that work stoppage, you did have Cal Ripken breaking Lou Gehrig's streak. You had Sosa McGuire, and I think a really important thing at that point in time was that you had a Yankees dynasty, and yep. then with the face of baseball and Derek Jeter, who was great with the media in New York, you needed that. And then the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry was terrific at that time. I think those things were important. And I've done some thinking of, like, coming out of this, if they don't play, what do you have? We were wondering about that. Mm-hmm. What what possibly could happen that would bring people back? What person or event could bring people back to ballparks? Because the the way I phrased it was, is with apologies to Rick Pitino, McGuire and Sosa aren't walking through that, that door, door right? Yeah. They, they yeah. aren't. You, you aren't going to have a Fernando Valenzuela. You aren't going to have that singular pitcher that is unusual because he's from a different place right. where you're going to have 50,000 people a night in to watch him. You aren't going to have that team like the Yankees were that can grab people's imaginations. I don't know what baseball could possibly deliver that would capture the imagination of the American public. I don't know either. And that concerns me. And that's why just keep it going. Keep playing. Um, You know, you you look at the revenues that ever since they've been historic. They've been so good. So good. And the players are making so much money. Um, It's a good product. I I enjoy watching baseball. Now, some people may disagree and think it's slow and it takes too long and you know, you've got Rob Manfred doing a three batter minimum, and should you have the DH and all that stuff, it that's fine. But you still have the sport, and the sport is a good sport. It's a great sport. I love the sport. It's a fun thing to do in the summer mm-hmm. around here. Um, but do we have that singular team player moment coming up? I don't think so. But even without that, they literally have a golden goose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Which is amazing. Yeah, and they're they're threatening to kill it. I don't know. I don't know if we'd ever get to the point of killing it. What would define killing the sport? I think that there's a very good chance that they could affect their attendance and ratings to the point where they're, they could have half the revenues that they have now. Their, their revenues last year were $10.7, billion. I could see them maxing out in that five and a half range because companies and fans say, hey, you weren't there when the country needed you most. And if you aren't going to be there for us, we're not going to be there for you. You love going to games. Love it. How many games do you go to a year? Uh, as a fan or as media? Fan. Mm, 15, 20. And do you go with friends or is it your parents? or both, who you, Okay. Both. Mixed bag. Would If they shut it down, would you go back? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 but I but think, it's part of our lives here. 
and I, can we say that's, that about other markets? That's, that's the, the thing difference. That concerns well, me. And when you talk about it becoming a social event in two years, if if they strike, we're going to have MLS here. That can be a social event yeah. during the summer, and it will be. Yeah, there's oh, no doubt time. about it. With all of the renovations made to Keener Plaza downtown, and that will be made to the downtown area, people can go downtown, have a great time in the city of St. Louis, downtown St. Louis specifically, without going to a baseball game. Yeah, I uh, I think to the greater point of what and, you're talking about. And can I add one thing here? Yeah. St. Louis is a different animal. Yeah. I, I don't I think it's going to say that. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's, it's, I'm so, not worried about us here. No, uh, it's, it's a different market. <laughs> yeah. I think coming out of this too, anything's on the table. So expansion would be something to look at because the expansion fee would be a ton of money to get back into the coffers of the owners. Players would be for that because that's jobs. You'd have to look at that. Um, you know, Miami and Tampa, they don't draw anyway. Uh, Baltimore, I mean, a 55 or $65 million payroll now. They might be in a better position, by the way, some of those right. lower payroll teams and the guys yeah. that are stuck with Bryce Harper for 13 years and Mike Trout at over $400 million. Think about that. Right. Yeah. No doubt about it. You know, with over the next couple of years. But I look at, I could see Pittsburgh being a tenuous situation. Yes. I could see Cincinnati being a tenuous situation. You look around, uh, Arizona already is tenuous. Yeah. With, with it, we've talked already stadium about deals like what the Rams had. Right. You know, it, it's a bad situation. Right. So, and, and they can get out of it. So, th- there are at least a half dozen, eight teams that I would think would be on the precipice of disaster if they don't play. I, I think that you would have a lot of people say, I'll never come back again. And some of them will stick to that. I do think, though, to your point, Michelle, that here in St. Louis, it's a different animal. It's almost mm-hmm. like an outlier. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a social event. It's not just it's a, a religion. Base- it, it is. It's not just a baseball team. It's part of the fabric of our community but if you have other options um what's going to make that family of four go down there and and here's the other thing if if you come out of this and you have 40 million plus americans unemployed uh where is their discretionary income going when you have you're you're already trying to figure out different things to do and as the country is opening up you're figuring out other options right now that you might enjoy as a family is your appetite to go to a baseball game I don't know. I don't know the yeah. answer to that, but I do think it's a question that would be on my table of issues of thinking about whether or not to come back for sure. And even if your appetite is just to, to go to a sporting event, you're on the lower end, right? Because can, of what happened. But you can be sitting at home, and there is no baseball, but you're watching hockey and you're watching yeah. the NBA and you'll be watching college football and probably pro football as well. Those will be accessible to you, and those will be top of mind for you. You know, Mizzou, I think, reports June 6th for, like, mm-hmm. workouts and physicals and that kind of— I mean, the SEC, they're going to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. They are going to play come oh, yeah. hell or high water, man. They're going to get this thing done. We got football. We got football. I, I, You know, the thing is, if you said— Georgia and Florida are going to play this Saturday, and tickets are on sale now for 10 bucks. And it's, let's say you're in the swamp. So what is that, about 80,000 people? Mm-hmm. Sold out. Sold out, isn't it? No yep, question. No doubt about it. No, no question. question about it. No question. And the NFL, with the money that is on the line, you think they're not going to play? Oh, we know they're playing. Of course they're going to play. I, I read a thing today that said, um, in terms of advertisers for the mm-hmm. NFL, they there has been ad agencies uh, be, have been told, 
you better buy now because they're playing and the rates might be a little bit better now than what they're going to be in the fall Mm -hmm. because they're playing. Come hell or high water, there's going to be football. 